Cool. And and yeah. Charlotte's Web seems to be going well. I feel I I know it entirely through Eleanor Holt's Facebook. Stream. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. that's what's keeping me afloat of Charlotte's Web news. Yeah, it's going really well. I mean, it's selling really well, and the show's really lovely, and they all seem to be having fun doing it. Nice. Um. Yeah, it's like the. And it's lovely too because, of course, Eleanor and her husband and and her daughter are in it together. Right. Yeah. So it's um, it is very much a family affair there, yeah. and they're they're very sweet to watch in the show together. And it's yeah, it's it's and it's a lot of fun. Like it's it's a lot of fun to watch, and it's a lot of fun to watch with kids, um, right? Because the kids are just you know, it's kind of it's magical for them, and it's it's really fun and. So it's, yeah, it's going really, really well. It's going really well. So we're happy with how it's rolling along. Nice. Yeah, for sure. How was Fun Palace? Uh, it was good. It was uh, it was fun. We did So we did one at the house, and at my house, and then mm-hmm. one at uh, the Monarch. And it was good. It was the best turnout we've probably had. And so that was, you know, that's a good direction. Mm, um, and and I think I'm also sort of I'm also happy that a round is done and we can take some time to reflect on how that went and what we need to do what I want to do differently what we want to do differently uh, which is which is maybe us skirting into the territory we're going to discuss today mm-hmm. sure um, so let's say in case we just started the show or we'll just you know edit this part into some other part and then make it sound like it was all part of the plan. Right. Uh, you're listening to the SWS podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm Jacob Zimmer and I'm uh, Vicky Stroich. That's Vicky Stroich. Um, and, and this is a collaboration between small wooden shoe and the spider web show, a, a podcast about, um, what we're thinking about. And that's often theater, uh, it's sometimes performance. It's performancey, leadershipy stuff. Um, yeah, and it's sometimes about how our lives are intersecting with all of that. Yep, and sometimes surfing and football. Yeah, depending and, and on when I, that's what I meant when I said our lives. Oh right, yes, our lives, otherwise <laughs> known as surfing and football. Yeah, um, otherwise, yeah, aka. Um, so, so the Fun Palace. Uh, yeah, it went well, and now. And now we're done. And it also means that now I can sort of spend a couple of days wrapping it up. But now it's really on to Antigone in Japan. So that's yeah. the, and so getting my many, okay, head into that. So remind me again, how many fun palaces did you do? And when? how much time do you have before you get to come back to it? We did three, we did three sort of sets. Uh, mm-hmm. The first set had three shows. The second set had two shows, and the last set had one show. You might notice a pattern. Um, mm. <laughs> that's that called that's called that... in business right sizing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was about to, I was about to ask, but you answered. Uh, yeah, sort of, sort of. Yeah. Um, no, that was a reaction to. It was a reaction to sort of the reality. Um, of what it was and including that 
uh, I think I have a tendency just as a maker and producer to change a lot of things all at once. And mm. and also that the plan that was we were going to do three months of a weekend run was a plan that had w a whack more funding than we had, you know, okay. had a marketing budget um, and a someone to do that uh, and had a bunch of infrastructure around the production and around me, basically. Uh, and so without that, with, so without that, I, we should have earlier said, okay, we're just going to do one a month. Like, I think that would have so, been a better earlier decision. Was it purely, so it was purely logistical or, or was there something that you learned like from like an artistic or just, um, Mm. impact perspective about about doing three versus doing two versus doing one that that also informed that or was it purely logistical or the feeling that it was too um, hard i'm kind of curious about that it's i mean i think if there were a uh, a desire down the line like could we do a three-day run like that would be nice if we could um I think it what is. is it, what is it that would be appealing about that? Like, I mean, is it just about being able to build on something? Uh, being able to build on something, being able to have more people experience the thing, have mm -hmm. have more of a stockpile of of guests because it allows us to have more guests. Yeah. Um, it allows us to have more takes in a sort of literal sense of, of the live material, like it's, we're able to be like, oh, Thursday wasn't very good, but Friday we n nailed it. Mm. And we and we have multiple nights of it rather than being like, okay, either it's going to be the one show night or it's going to be a dry record. Right. And so doing multiple nights of us doing the same material allows allows us to have multiple takes in front of a live audience. Right. Um, in a way that's tricky otherwise uh so that was one of the sort of technical reasons like that's and then and then also it stockpiles musical guests and interview subjects right so we can have a bunch of interview subjects who were recorded live if we're doing three shows of three shows in addition then we're getting then we're getting three interview subjects to later be mm -hmm. used on the podcast um, and if we're just doing one, then we're only getting one of those. And now the thing that I think is likely to happen is that I'm just going to do those interviews outside of a live night or inside a different live context. Right. And record them. And so, so that's sort of what we're looking at doing a little bit of is doing some stuff that is recorded not as part of a sort of fun palace night to to come back to the when do we come back to it we come like right um and is that are you, are you feeling good about that decision or is it do you feel like it's a bit of a, a... i don't um yeah i'm i'm curious about it now um i think there's some things that it it does better like right. it gets us it one of the th one of the just honest things is that I am not. Um, I need a, you know, 
partner in crime of sort of promotion and 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 getting getting the show up and getting the word out uh, to the people who will enjoy it. Like I think there will, there are lots of people who will enjoy it. Um, I'm not. It's it with the current resources, it's very hard to do. And that's just and that's and so like it's one of those things where it's like I don't know what to answer in the is it art logistics um or practicality speaking like I think that's a that's an it's an interesting project for that for me in part because it's those things are so interwoven like what kind of stories work do we want to tell stories that arc inside the evening so that like this this time around we had we had episodes 7 8 and 9 of the mysterious death of wb and i think that was harder than episodes 1 2 and 3 as a okay. as a new audience member right like the genre is super helpful uh the episodes have a logic unto themselves but that they're but they are really meant to be a ongoing story and so it's it's a little bit harder if you haven't been there all the time or haven't been listening to the podcast and we don't have that uptake or reality. Um, and so that's harder. Mm-hmm. And, and I can acknowledge that and go, oh, maybe we should do always be doing an episode one, two, and three live. And then we tape all the other ones dry because we're using the dry recordings of the genre stuff. We tend to use the dry ones a bit more. Um, and so that's, you know, so that's a possibility. Like it is, it is, does feel like the project's getting better and the ideas and the understanding of how to, how to get across the ideas that I would like to think about getting across or what, what out of this do I realize I need to be excited about? What are the new, like we can have, I can, we can all have better questions about it now, I think. Right. And that's and that's the idea of the sort of three year plan with with the TAC grants. And then it, it is, you know, the growth is a little dependent on being able to have people who are good at their jobs uh do them, right? Like that's one of the infrastructure things that is is challenging in in the sort of one person shop indie world that I that small wooden shoe is yeah it's interesting because I feel like this is a here's a question that I have and I I sometimes ask it of myself um or at least I asked of it asked it of myself a lot when I was um now that I'm executive director it's a bit different but um when I was artistic associate and um is you know I I sometimes wonder if as creators um we're either I feel like we're either the best possible people to speak to how our work should appeal and maybe the worst possible people to be asked to speak to how our, how our work would appeal or to try to describe, try to describe it to um, people who might be interested in it. Because I, I sometimes feel like um, certainly I, I got caught, I got caught sometimes in what I thought was interesting mm-hmm. um, and what I thought was compelling Yep. And started to realize that I, I was I was able to go in some loops pretty quickly, um, and it was when I it was when I sort of started to realize that that I was like, oh, 
I, I feel like I, I could say too much here actually. Um, and I can't properly edit myself. I can't properly, uh, not even edit myself. I can't properly, uh, articulate like find the 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 right words to communicate this to the outside um and and to which outside i mean that's my well yeah i guess that's my question is is or one of my questions around this promoting stuff is in part it is it is hard on the inside to like my questions the week of the show are so you know, esoteric, basically. Yeah. As to make no sense to anybody but me. And and if you ask me about them, I'm just going to tell you because I just need to talk. Like, I just need therapy. Um, and that's not necessarily, it's true, what's promotion. Mo- promotion. <laughs> and and yeah, so, so I think it's, I think it's, is very clear. yeah, and it's, and one, you know, one, you are asking people to pay you and the other, like, you are paying somebody else a bunch of money per hour. Um, and the, and so getting, having somebody who's doing that, who's not, who's engaged in the project, who, who I've talked to beforehand, or who can talk to me in that mode and translate, yeah. um, who because I also think it's timing like I'm I'm pretty good I'm pretty good at strategy and I'm pretty good at strategy like you know six to 12 months out and closer um but I'm not and I can be doing that while I'm rehearsing but I can't then also be running the social media thing and being a cheerleader because I'm just not feeling that like I'm in the oh my god this might be the most terrible thing ever stage of the process mm-hmm. or the like i just don't know i just don't know panic stage or you know maybe i'm the only one uh but uh so. no um and and so that in that moment in time i'm just incapable of being the promoter that i need to be like i'm and i'm curious and, and fun palace is useful because i can promote the musicians like i'm <laughs> in some ways yeah. i can promote the musicians and the players like I can promote the, f- I'm closer to being able to promote the form, mm-hmm. and, but it's also you know, and that's and that's wrapped up in in, you know, very sort of personal life stuff, about how much I can feel like I can promote anything, like how raw 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 I'm feeling about myself basically, uh, but those things are so aligned in our world, yeah. Where like where what promoting means is in some ways cheerleading on Facebook, and maybe that's wrong. Like that's also because I have no budget to be doing it somewhere else, right? Or, or if there was somebody else, they could be working harder on on the blogs and the people who like the the things that would make the Fun Palace a trendy thing to do when it comes up quarterly, and that's sort of the hope. Mm-hmm. Or that like or if you were to see that oh like that you would follow us on Twitter and, oh, you're going to record at a bookstore tomorrow night because there's something we want to record in public. Um, and we just sort of pop up and do a little thing. And then the the shows that we just did, instead of doing a three-month run close together, we do basically quarterly. Um, and so then it's a quarterly quarterly event rather than a condensed season. 
one of the things that I'm kind of curious about that you talked about a little earlier, you mentioned it earlier is, you know, that getting the word out to the people who would enjoy it or getting the word out to the people yeah. who would want to see it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm curious about, um, I guess I'm curious about who that, like who that person is and how you settle on that and, and what, and, and, uh, you know, like, cause I, I've, I've also had that question, like, well, who, who would enjoy this? Who would I, you know, cause that's a, and that's a common question that I feel like I, I have to answer or, um, mm-hmm. or that comes up a lot. Who, who would enjoy this? Who would you recommend this to, you know, yep. who would enjoy this play? And it's like, well, like everybody and everybody, I think. Yeah. But what? that's, but that's but not a good I, answer. That's not a good answer. And, Cause it's uh, not true. Cause a, like a punk ass kid who hates anything that their parents like is going to hate Charlotte's web and there's nothing you can do. And there's no, no reason to try to pretend like you're going to convert that person yeah. to like the show and that's and that's totally fine and you would be silly to spend money like this is what you know this is what the Harper government gets very clearly right like don't spend money on people who you don't need to reach yeah. <laughs> right? like this is yeah. this and this is the danger of it is that mm-hmm. we stop and that's what I also like about variety show like that's what's actually important to me about doing a variety show is that there's then a variety of people who might like it and they might like it for different reasons and they might all have different favorite parts. But, but, do, you, but do you like see a particular person in your head that you're like hoping is sitting out in the audience or people like? Mm, I think I have a sense of some like in the, uh, have you ever read the Stephen King book on writing? No, I haven't. Oh, you should. It's amazing. Okay, yeah. Or yeah. or I've, the audio book. I I think I I got the book, but I haven't actually read the book, but I've listened to him read it. Awesome. Um, yeah, you're not the first person to recommend it to me. So It's a great book. Uh, but he talks about an ideal reader, and I, in writing and stuff, and have to- talk about a curious stranger. Like the mm-hmm. idea, my ideal reader is this like, or the person who I'm thinking of, and there are, I can personify them in a few like friends and, and friends of friends right. who are people who are curious and, but they don't know us. They don't know theater. They don't know, They're not sort of in the art scene. Um, but they are open to new things being good. <laughs> they're not. Right. Um, and, and they're likely to come to an, a thing that is out in the world. Like I think they're, that that person then is also probably like somewhat like they're on the internet they they the internet and phone like they are in in the technological world of the moment and the political mm-hmm. world of the moment a, at least a little bit right like they watch the daily show that like it's uh mm-hmm. i could do that sort of demographic breakdown and i don't particularly think about it i just more think about actually specific people and sort of be like would they like this Mm-hmm. and and you know and then and then there's some moment you know the mysterious death of wb the serial drama like has a bunch of jokes and easter eggs for people who are like continental philosophy nerds <laughs> but it's it doesn't require it right like <laughs> you got to get into the continental philosophy newsletter then yeah 
Well, but that's but that's part of it. So like part of it is how do I spread the word amongst like U of T grad students that like this is a like you want to go you want to go out drinking on Friday night and not have to like check your your philosophical brain at the door. And I think that's not nothing. I mean, we've talked about like, you know, a good time out where you don't have to check your ethics at the door. Yeah. Absolutely. Or or your brain, like the, you know, to be to be the Friday night out that also is is knows that there are politics in the world, mm-hmm. um, is well, is responsive to the moment. Um, yeah. You know the uh, the other thing that's fascinating to me right now, and and I I feel it because I because I I'm I'm attracted to this world as well, and I have been for a while. But the 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 sort of ha- the handmade movement, the craft mm-hmm. movement, the mm-hmm. maker movement. Yep. Um, and just, you know, like we have this, uh, we have this series, which is not unlike, I guess you guys have city of craft there. Yes. Uh, Becky Johnson, who yeah, is a awesome. fun palace player. Yeah. And Becky's awesome. And, and I know that you guys do city of craft out there and we have, we have something out here called market collective and, and those, you know, those things are full of people who are, who are coming to be, you know, coming to be in a place and admire something that's been made. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with all of its, uh, sort of beautiful simplicity or it's um idiosyncrasies um something that's been handmade and i go yeah. that's a theater audience to me yeah uh, that's that's the experience is it like that's a performing arts audience you know because it's like that essentially what we're doing is like you know hand yep. hand making these 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 performances with with again like a, a, a lovely simplicity and a and a sort of sometimes even like it's there for a reason it's not just it's not just there for you know you know we've got we've got shows that are there for a reason and shows that are just there to be pretty um yeah and and i I, I of course prefer shows that are there for a reason but it's there's something about that and and whenever i go to those places i go i just um and i i'm not and i think those people do attend certain events i mean there's certainly a lot of music crowd and stuff like that um but I, I, I'm, that's a, that's another area of our culture today, at least our urban culture today that I go, Oh, th- those people, und- uh, those people are after something that we're offering. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious about that, about that connection as well. And how we make that connection for people, how we invite that, that world in. Yeah, I don't, I think, I think that's, I've got also that question. Um, and it's, yeah, it's something I would sort of love to explore, and I've talked a little bit with Becky and people around the Fun Palace that in an ideal circumstance, like when you come to the show, like you can buy prints and posters, and there is a connection with that, especially like with the screen printing scene in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, who make beautiful, beautiful posters, right, for people, um, and those posters can and sort of should be, could be sold. Oh. Hello. We hello. We lost each other okay. for a second there. Um. Yeah. So those you know those are great. Yeah. Those connections. Um. Yeah. I think there's 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 a bunch of things in common, and then there's you know there's that's where that's where I really go. Oh, the cost of experimentation for those people is really high. Um. Often. In what in what way? So if I'm if I'm someone who like makes crafts like if i'm part of that movement on a pretty kind of grassroots level yeah those people aren't making a lot of money and they're 
and they're sort of making entrees of of small, beautiful, imperfect objects for not huge amounts of money with like not huge amounts of markup. And that's their trade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in trying to be like, oh, the, you know, I make theater and I bet you would like that. Part of the problem is they're like, yeah, sure, I might, but that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been going more just because I'm around the corner from the comedy bar and Bad Dog in Toronto, which are two venues. And, and they're full. Comedy bars are full. Mm-hmm. in Toronto like they're they're indie comedy bars and they're full of all the people that everybody's saying in their grants they want to attract right right like uh, a a you know a downtown but a more multicultural downtown mm-hmm. um yeah much younger uh much more students you know people are who are on dates you you know people who are going out for a good time and, and, you know, and no picnic face because of the internet and the fact that there's a show every Wednesday where the people from picnic face are putting together a sketch show. You know, that's enough that that Wednesday's full. Like it's, you know, and they're not big houses Mm -hmm. and all of that, but they are finding a way to make those connections. Yeah. I guess, you know, it's interesting. And I don't know how to get, I don't know how, you know, Canadian stage is going to do that right yeah because they're because it's you know it's that that stuff is also not without its sort of oppositional qualities and so it's going to be a bit suspicious of joining the something big the big thing right like, yeah, a, a big a big thing that's been around for a, you know over forty years. I mean, yeah. I think maybe you know I'm 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 recognizing it now that maybe what I'm seeing in the in the craft movement is um is kindred spirits. Oh, for, absolutely. They're yeah. kindred spirits for us, even if they're not our audience. And, yeah. Um, and that's that's interesting to me as well. And and I and I and they're and they might be. You know, that's where where are there interesting partnerships. Mm-hmm. that get ATP like totally weird and lovely and unique objects of merch and those people get work. Like that's the, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, that's the potential with the makers is to, mm-hmm. is to try to find a way to connect the people, like to let people like both them and ATP even more, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, well, that's the synergy brain going in and like, what for the, well, and it's interesting, like, when I think about the difference between, you know, I mean, we, you know, Canadian stage is on an external level, but, like, for me, but, you know, we, the difference between ATP and Fun Palace, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. different. I kind of go, you know, it's interesting in a weird way because one is, when one is so big and so old, uh, you know, yeah. even, even, though, even though we're perpetually doing new work, and, yeah. um, and you know, there's a... It's interesting, our audience, I think anecdotally, our audience, and this is something that we want to, we want to try to find out a bit more about, of course, in the next year or so, but I feel like our audience is different than it was, but it's, and who, who we want exactly, I mean, those are all huge questions, you know, like when I think about, you know, when you're talking about 
how you get the word out to the people you want to come see things. It's, you know, it's interesting because we've been asking this question like, okay, so what information do we have about our audience? What information do we have about our audience? Mm -hmm. That's great. I mean, that's interesting. And it is interesting. It's valuable information, but you know what, but those are the people who are already here. Right. And if we want to, if we want to invite new people, we need to understand those people, which is, which is a different, a different conversation to have and a harder thing to, to know and understand. And so, you know, and, and, I, you know, that's from the perspective of a company that, that has, um, that has, you know, either, either people know nothing about us or they have uh, a more, a, a recent or a, or, a, you know, a, an older perception of right. who we are. And so it's all of that that's that's sort of tied into the conversation one has with an audience or, or even who we who we think we want in the theater and how we respond to that because it's um it, it's it's very interesting um it's very interesting to have that sort of broader range when you're thinking of who mm-hmm. who exactly it is well who it is you know in in some cases particularly when you're doing a, the range of programming that we do is, is, you know, sometimes of year it is like a five-year-old and other right. times a year yeah. it's, you know, it's a, it's a 35 year old and other times a year it's a 20 year old. And, 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 so and do you feel this... like, sorry, no, um, do you feel like you can, hmm, like to what extremes can you program a show to which you could tell like, like how like, to say to say a certain core of subscribers who at some levels you know mm-hmm. like we program this and it is not for you like and and maybe you probably don't want to see it <laughs> like does that like or to know that you're programming something that is really not for them oh, and well, that, and even then, yeah. even then it's like i mean again because of because of our our range of programming our like our our course of our course subscribers the, the most interesting thing that that happens is our course subscribers are ready to go on a bunch of different rides actually right. and when we're when we're too when we're too you know soft I'm mm-hmm. using my air quotes yep um uh which no one can see but i'm which sure no you one can see my voice yeah. um we get you know our our core subscribers get a bit antsy actually because right. because we're not living up to the promise that they know of Right. So it, it's you know in a, in a in a in an interesting way, this, our subscribers are not our, are not the thing. It's the rest of the world. It's the the people we're we're trying to attract to the to the theater that are the larger the larger question and the tr- and the trickier the trickier people to understand because our our core audiences they're in it they're right. in it and they're ready to go on the rides um, that we that we're that we're offering them and that's part of the point. But so. It's interesting because it, for a lot of theater companies, it is a subscriber issue and that kind of thing. But but I don't know. Us. I think I wonder if it's yeah. I wonder if there is a perception of a subscriber issue more than there is a subscriber issue. I hear people saying the story that you're saying to me more often than I hear people saying my subscribers revolted. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, and I think, and you know, and this is you know to go back to Fun Palace. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, and of course, those of us that are in large organizations go, oh well, you know, like when I think about when I think about the sort of clarity with which you, you know, you are able to articulate 
um, the kind of person that you're interested in attracting to your series, right? Like that that's, and I would say that, I would say that your, your work um, at Small Wooden Shoe, you know, I'd, I'd probably describe a similar person for, for your work. And so it's, it's, it's like, and I don't know, I mean, this is me talking from the outside, right, Jacob? Mm-hmm. But it's and like, that's, and that, and that's partially what would be very helpful in someone who works. Promotions. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you've been trying to build like there's an, the, the audience you're describing right now seems to me like an audience that you've been building for as long as small wooden shoe has existed. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a thoughtful, um, it's a thoughtful and playful, um, yeah, somewhat young urban, uh, audience. And I, I think that there's, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I, I feel like, and, and particularly because there's a sort of nimbleness with which, um, you can be in the, that you can be in the community and the many different platforms that you can be on and stuff like that. And the, and the, the reach that you have, particularly with your, um, especially as you build, cause you, you've also built, uh, you've built a group, you've built a, an ensemble, um, a group of people that you work with and come back to and, and, um, and even adding new people to it, which is, which is great. There's, um, there's this great web that you've sort of created. And I, I, it's interesting to, of people of like-minded people who are not unlike the people you're trying to bring in to see the work. Um, and, I can, you know, I, I can, I can imagine that the level of clarity that you have, it must be, it must be very frustrating to not feel like you have the time to reach out when you see these people and you, you know, who these people are that you want, but time, you know, whatever sort of the resource crunch to, mm-hmm. you know, to not be able to, to quite to reach them or reach them at moments, um, but how you maintain a relationship with them. And, and yeah. that's the thing, you know, like striking a relationship up with an audience or striking a relationship up with somebody who might like your work is one thing. And then, you know, that takes a lot of energy. And then there's maintaining that relationship. And that takes a lot of energy and maintaining it in a, in a real way, not in a, not in a broadcast way, but in a, in an actual exchange way. Um, and there's, you know, there's something, I, I can I can imagine I can imagine that that's a bit that that's quite that that's a bit frustrating and to not have to feel like you don't have the resources to do that when the when it seems very clear like you know I find at ATP it's like lots of people that like what's the answer who do, who's our work for lots of people right, right. Um, which is which is a, a, a sort of like mind boggling um, uh, thing for me to think about you know it's like oh so if it's for lots of people um, how do we how do we you know, are we right. just reaching everybody or, or how yeah. do we, how do we think, how do we think more specifically about those things? And then how do we actually maintain that relationship? Because it's like, it is, it's, it's the same as, as when one is talking about a particular community in, and, and, you know, you program, it's that old adage, you program one show for a particular community and then you expect everyone to come, you know, like you don't, don't talk to them again and you expect them to keep coming back. It's, mm-hmm. that's not that's not a, that's not a meaningful enough relationship. And that's not, that's not actually, you know, because we're, we're building things for people to enjoy and we're building things in, in theory for people to think about yep. and, and respond to and, and engage in dialogue about, and hopefully with the people who created it or with, you know, with, with the piece itself, um, that's an ongoing relationship that we're trying to build. And so 
to not be able to maintain that relationship. And I'm not saying that's what's happening here, but I, when I think about, you know, all the relationships we try to build and the new people we try to talk to, it's like, yeah, I mean, we could invite, if we invited Market Collective to do um, merchandise for whatever show mm-hmm. we're doing, you know, and do a craft fair around it, that'd be great. But how do we extend that beyond a moment of promotion, a moment of cross promotion right. to become something more? And right. that's, that's the unique proposition that we're actually, but you know, that's they do the, the set, they do the set for a show. They could just knit an entire set. As long as, as long as they are, <laughs> as long as they're IATSE primities. They, well, they can knit offsite. You can yeah. buy knitted set dressings from them. I don't at know. A, I gotta, look, I gotta look into that. I gotta look, <laughs> I gotta look at the collective agreement on that one. All right. Um, uh, no, absolutely, absolutely. And it and it is a it is a resource issue. Like I can't, and a resource and and where at my level that means a combination of resource and character mm-hmm. issue, right? Like it is, I am less good at that um, than than other people who work in our field and who are good at that um, in terms of my character, I think, in some ways. Uh, I'm good at it at certain scales, and I love, like, I like talking to people about the work, but hmm. like we were just talking about at certain times, that's harder. And and it's usually the times that they most you most need to be out talking about. Exactly, and so that's when it's useful to have a publicist, because what they're good at is being out there talking to people about it. Yeah. And they aren't racked with self-doubt and they aren't in the midst of the production and in the like kind of stress around feeling desperate or all of that sort of weird mix of the personal and the private that's now true Mm -hmm. Um, and are outside of that. Like that's the usefulness of roles, right? Like it's not... It's not about siloing it or th- or talking about me not thinking about those things as an as an AD or as a project lead, but it is super useful to have people who are better at it mm-hmm. um, doing it. Oh, people who've reserved the time, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and, and who thought at some point like, oh, this is the thing I would like to do. Like I never, yeah, yeah, you know, as much as I'm not wanting to be a sort of director who's like I don't want to think about where the show sits in pop cu- popular culture or in the culture of the day because I do that's I think a lot about that um the the thing of promoting a show is not not the thing that I'm best at like it's not what I got in this for um thinking of a interesting show to do at a certain moment in time that I'm I'm excited to work on um and articulate, but uh, it's yeah, it's just finding the right people, and that's and that's a resource issue. In the yeah. time is money uh, mathematical formula, so so common to us. Cool. All right. All right. We'll get... Talk to you soon. You bet. Bye. Good uh, evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
as you can guess, that wasn't actually a direct edit from what we were just talking about there. We talked for about another hour, um, at least, which is a thing Vicky and I can do. So I'm just going to cut it here. Uh, you can find notes to things we talked about, like Market Collective, City of Craft, Stephen King on writing, all that kind of stuff. You can find that at the spiderwebshow.ca uh, there's no that in front of that. That's just spiderwebshow.ca or at Small Wooden Shoe's website, and that is smallwoodenshoe.org. Uh, and you can click through the podcast there, and you can find us on the iTunes. Uh, thanks very much. If if you have any responses to the show, please let us know. It's really nice to know that people are listening. It's always really nice when that happens. So please do let us know. I'm at Jacob Zimmer on Twitter, and Vicky is at Vicky Stroich on Twitter, and we can both be found through smallwoodandshoe.org slash podcasts. Please get in touch. Let us know when you think we're full of it, or if something is particularly resonant, because um, it's it's meaningful, and then and then we can respond to it. All right. Talk to you soon. You're listening to The Horror, The Glory from uh, Lee Rosvera and the Free Music Archive. I thought of them because of Stephen King. <laughs>